this episode of Boy Meets World is episode 16 from season one, and it's titled Model Family. And the synopsis from Disney Plus says Corey is assigned to act as the father of a modern family. I think they got the name for that TV show Modern Family from this episode. It occurred to me multiple times. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it's a fairly common thing to say anyway, but yeah, that is an true. ABC property, isn't it? I Modern think Family? so. Did you ever watch that show? I did. I used to like it. Yeah, I watched it here and there and always thought it was funny, but never would return to it. I think it just kind of ran its course for me. Gotcha. Uh, as the kids got older, it wasn't as funny. You know, like especially the uh, the one little boy um, with the with the mom. I want to say is she from like Argentina or something? Yeah, uh, I, uh, I forget her name, and I should know it. But the, yeah. the dad was from Married with Children. Yeah, yeah, Ed or like, yeah, yeah. It was um, a funny show. Yeah, it, it was. Not as funny as Boy Meets World. Uh, it's funnier than Boy Meets World. <laughs> I was trying to segue back. That's awesome. Now, I wonder how much I would laugh at Boy Meets World without a laugh track. That's but true. It, I think there's certain things I remember as being hilarious with like Sean and Eric, but mm. you know, I don't know how much. It's funny how it, how it tries to induce laughter out of you. That's yeah. a good laugh track. But you don't need it. As I've described before, Watching The Office, I laughed my butt off, and there's no laugh track in that. So, mm-hmm. all right. So our show opens uh, with the camera focused on like an old television, and what's on the TV is an episode of Leave It to Beaver, which I will admit I have never seen before. See, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, I, I know that's a show my dad used to talk about. I'm pretty yeah. sure he said he watched it when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, Back when, like, the fathers and the men in the TV shows weren't, like, complete idiots. Like, (laughs) can you tell he wasn't a fan of The Simpsons or Malcolm in the Middle? (laughs) (laughs) Those are two great shows, and the dads are the best characters. Yeah, absolutely. Love Brian (laughs) Cranston. South Park does a similar thing, too, Mm -hmm. with Randy. He's become, like, the main character of the show, and he's Stan's father. Okay. So He's intelligent, but he's an idiot. (laughs) So. Uh, I have you seen Leave It the Beaver ever? No. So I watched Nick at Night mm-hmm. as a kid. So I watched some older shows and black and white ones. I've seen I Love Lucy. Yeah, uh, I've seen a couple of those episodes. Yeah, I've seen some newer ones like All in the Family. Okay, uh, but never saw Leave It the Beaver. I mean, yeah, I used through, to watch some episode. of the the older shows too, like Gilligan's Island. Um, yeah, not sure when Mash was originally aired, but that mm. was a good show. See, I had no idea that was a comedy by the way it started with that like overly dramatic music. Yeah, and the I can see that. Setting. I'm like, I'm not watching this. So I would always turn it off. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> they, they captured some pretty heavy topics. And did they? Yeah. Um, pretty sure the one character tried to like pretend he was gay to get out of the military. Maybe a little ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the, the show was legitimately funny when it was funny, though. Okay. So gotcha. at least I remember it being funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully <So>. it was. <laughs> in in this episode of Leave it the Beaver, uh the Beave, as I know mm-hmm. he's called, or Beaver, uh reads a poem about ducks. And yes. And his brother asks if he thinks he'll win. And he says, Yes, he's the only kid in third grade who wrote a poem. So I I'm not sure I get it. 
I guess he just. I guess it was a poetry competition. You can't lose if you're the only one that enters. I guess. Actually, I don't think it's a competition. I think he just wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, he decided to write a poem. He's like, I guess I probably win if there is a competition. So, but uh, we zoom out from the TV. We're in the classroom, actually. And Feeney turns off the television and he asks the kids in class what they thought. And Sean says the family was too perfect. Corey calls it too TV. And Mr. Feeney agrees. And, uh, and Corey mentions that it's really not like like him um, you know, to agree with Corey. And, um, and Feeney says, well, this brings me to our, our assignment for today. And Corey says, okay, that's like Mr. Feeney. Yeah, and, and I he, think at that point he already knew what the assignment was going to be, and he called it recycled. Yeah, he does. He mentions that they uh, he calls it leftovers because he said they had like uh, something similar last year. Mm-hmm. So Feeney says something about basically in the prehistoric 1950s when cleavers roamed to Earth. U.S. censors, you know, said a, a model family was a mom, dad, and two kids, and uh, that's when Corey explains they did it last year. And Feeney says this year he's going to ha- let them form urban gangs. And Corey gets excited. <laughs> Feeney says all gangs will have a mother, a father, and two children. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey says you dangled, you dangled that like, uh, or you dangled a string of hope in front of us. And Feeney says he had a cat once. And Sean says I bet it hung itself, <laughs> which is really dark. Um, so. And he, Feeney goes on to explain the assignment is to help your family members become the ideal family members. And he pairs, of course, our main characters, Sean with Minkus as brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to write a profile on the model brother, each of them. And the recipient of the profile has to act like what's been written. So I'm and pretty then, sure Feeney did that to torture both of them. Oh, 100%. Like it yeah, wasn't he picked- any random. It was like, how could I like annoy these kids? Yes, t- kids on two different ends of the spectrum in every way possible. Let's pair them together and make them act like the other one. So, uh, and Corey uh, makes fun of Sean and says, you're going to be Minkus's brother, Nerd-Arama. And uh, then Feeney proclaims Corey as the dad, which he's excited about. But then he says that Topanga is the mother, and he just screams no, because no, he doesn't want you know, Topanga you know, to be his wife. Oh, but they've loved each other since they were two years old on the playground. A hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're going to establish later. Um, so uh, anything else before we get to the mall where the best character on the show is introduced? Wait, wait, are I you talking about you Jason being the best character? Yes. Yes. Okay, best I'd like to hear this. Show. Okay, so I do like um, the character, but are you ready to roll into yeah, the mall? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so we're in the mall, and I wrote in all caps somewhere new. Wow, like this is a new <laughs> setting. The budget must have went up, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not in one of the the like four places we usually go. And in the mall is Eric with Jason Marsden, and Jason Marsden is playing Jason Marsden, which I think is one of the cool parts. Like they didn't even bother giving him a character name. Um, so I didn't, I realized the first names were the same. I didn't realize the character's last name was Marston. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they borrowed this set from like another show, like, (laughs) mm, like another show, like saved by the bell or something like, 
Yeah, I was thinking more like Full House. Yeah. Um, it does look kind of familiar. Uh, so yeah, but I imagine they reuse like different sets, like in different studios around that area. You know, mm-hmm. If this was shot in what, like, uh, was it Hollywood, California? I guess so. Typically, um, or like Orlando Studios, Florida. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, anyway, so uh, I love Jason's character. This guy has a ton of charisma. His comedic timing is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has done like voice acting on a bunch of things. Like he was one of the, more the cat in Hocus ones. Pocus, wasn't he? He was. A uh, little cool fact about that, too. If you watch the beginning of Hocus Pocus, there's a different kid before he gets turned into a cat. Like, it's a different actor with blonde hair and everything. And I heard the voice, and I was like, that's Jason Marsden's voice, even when the kid's speaking. So because they like Jason Marsden's voice so much, they used him for the cat. And when they cast the other kid, they decided to use Jason Marsden's voice over him as well. So he just like like <laughs> lip synced everything, or he spoke in Jason Marsden, then you know recorded over top of it. And apparently that original actor didn't mind that at all. But yeah, it's Jason Marsden's voice. He's also Max from Goof Troop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. And if you once you hear that, you won't be able to unhear it whenever you hear his voice. He just has like the perfect teenage kid. Like natural speaking voice. Uh, and I just think he's great. Another fun fact is he's like real life best friends um, with uh, with Eric's character. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry, with Eric in real life. Uh, Will Friedel is yes. his, his real name. Um, or so, yeah, um, they're, they're... who voiced, Will also voiced, didn't he voice um, Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond? Yes, he did. Uh, and he was also. In Kim Possible, he was the he was uh, the main character's friend. So Kim okay. Possible's friend, yeah. But yes, he was Batman Beyond, which is pretty cool. Great show. Um, so he, like Jason, is explaining to Eric, you know, that it would be incredible if some beautiful girl just walked up to him, tapped him, called him handsome, and asked, like, and. Uh, and asked like to, to talk to him. And, mm-hmm. um, and he says, is that too much of a thing to ask? Cause he kind of like looks up to the sky, like waiting for like fate to happen. Yeah. And then a woman walks up and basically does that verbatim, but to Eric and Jason looks up at the sky again and says, you missed. And this woman introduces herself as Alexis and Eric forgets his own name. And Jason <laughs> tries to do one of those cough and tell him his name is Eric, but he eventually has to just say it outright that his name's Eric. And uh, Jason tries to insert himself as the person she was actually looking for because mm-hmm. he's basically just like praying for this scenario. And she makes him step aside and she basically coerces Eric into uh, professional modeling. And Jason <laughs> yeah, let's asks, use that word professional lightly. Yes. Oh, 100%. So <laughs> um, we're definitely going to come back to that. I mean, th- this right away, they're telling you this is a scam, right? Yeah. Like this is very clear. Yo, by the way, this happened to me once. Oh, really? For the record. I was at um I was at our, our local mall and someone approached me. You mean the uh, one by that theme park that we won't name? Damn straight. Yeah. So <laughs> someone approached me whose age was like mine or a little bit older. I think mm-hmm. I was like nineteen or so and asked me if I'd be interested and I was like, No. You know what I mean? Like I clearly knew that this was like a bullcrap scam. So um, let, let's say you're in that same situation. You're there with a girl and they approach the girl 
and, and you know it's a scam. How oh do you tell God. the girl that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I'm not touching that. <laughs> Let's say I was in that position um, once. <laughs> what'd you say? Let's say I was in that position once. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to them later. Just kind of blow it off. But you, you don't oh, want to yeah. mention to her, like, yeah, I don't think that thing's legit. Because the first thing that she's going to think is... Wait, am well, I up too ugly? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, when it happened to me, I was, like, mildly flattered. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, because, like, you know, maybe they pick 50% of the people at the mall. At least I was in the top 50. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> to be, that they thought that I might think enough of myself to do this, and they also could, like, scam me into, you know, uh, paying for modeling. But th- it was just that initial conversation I walked away. But mm-hmm. it, it's a fun little story for later. Um, and as a, sorry, are you, are you through? Can I keep going with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So, um, Jason asked to go with them and, and basically he can't go with Eric and Jason says, look, Eric, you know, you, you can't go without me. We've been friends since we were three, which is like a reference in our last episode. Where has he been? Yeah. Been since they were three. Yeah. I, I like, Speaking of that, like when you said he's one of the better characters, I always wondered why he didn't continue learn longer on in the show. Yeah, because he, he is like in season two. Mm-hmm. I don't think beyond that though. No. So um, he he tells Eric that Eric has to choose between him and the girl, and then he immediately says "see ya" because he knows he's going to lose. Yeah, and that's the end of that scene. Any other comments or input there? I think this is the most story arc we've had for Eric in a single episode, which is kind of a nice pace where he gets yeah. a little bit more of like his own centric story instead of being yep. a side character. I agree. So next scene, we're in the kitchen mm-hmm. and Corey is reading uh, his profile that was written for him by Topanga. And I just wrote little notes because I didn't jot down all this, but it says that he has to live in harmony, you know, with the physical and metaphysical world aligned with a Navajo spiritual path. Mm -hmm. And he yells at her and says, I'm not Navajo. And Topanga explains, you don't have to be, you know, a Navajo to be in tune with nature. And Minkus is at the kitchen table with Sean and says, don't you hate it when mom and dad fight? And Sean says, he's actually kind of into it. Uh, And I don't not sure what he meant by that. I guess it's just like maybe it made him feel like home. I guess maybe. So Corey says uh, he has a profile for little big hair, as he calls her. Um, What's that? Was pretty clever. Mm -hmm. And he gives it to Topanga, and it basically says that she won't care how dirty his room gets. She'll let him win at video games and play street hockey anytime, day or night. That sounds great. All that sounds great. Does that sound uh, realistic for a spouse, though? Or does that sound no. more like a best friend? Like That's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So Topanga says, why don't you just marry Sean? And he looks at Sean, and Sean just gives him a weird look. And then Corey says, because our kids would look like horses. <laughs> Which probably is, like, the best response. It's not like, ew. It's like, we've legitimately thought about this. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. <laughs> so uh minkus gives sean the profile he wrote for him and sean says this thing's like 40 pages 
And Minkus explains that you know, he's imagined a lot um, about what it's like to have a younger sibling because he has no siblings. And uh, and Sean says, maybe it's something like this and takes the, the 40 page book and just throws it. <laughs> and then Eric comes in and he's posing and he's kind of full of himself. And he literally like goes prone, like like on his side on the counter. And he starts reciting this thing, which I wrote down. It, it sounds like one of those ridiculous uh, cologne yes. commercials, which I never understand. They're they're. I can't believe that in 2022 they still shoot them like this, but they do. <laughs> they're so stupid. It's like, how have you not gotten past how cheesy this is? Like, I feel like Geico broke the commercial bullcrap by poking fun at themselves and mm-hmm. being funny. And now most commercials are funny. You yeah. Know? And well, we got to go back are, to the Old Spice commercials too. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these, the, the, Perfume or cologne commercials are way too serious. They're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be metaphorical, and it's supposed to be so deep in seven seconds, and no one's buying it. It's just so stupid. Yeah, like, what is hot, mossy breath? It's <laughs> 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 like something I want to stay away from. Yeah, so uh, I'll recite it. Your he mouth says, smells like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, he thought he felt her hot, mossy breath on his eye. He blinked. <laughs> She was gone. The beating of wings. Obsession. Obsession. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey goes, get help in the same voice. Um, and uh, Eric explains that he was discovered at the mall. Or Eric says he's been discovered. And Sean says, at the mall? And Eric's like, well, yeah. Topanga says, did you pay $90 for photos? He says, yeah. And they're all like, yeah, you just got scammed. And he says, no, that's not true. And Minkus then chimes in and says, that's not true. And Eric backs Minkus and says, yeah, listen to Minkus. He's the smart one. And Minkus says, I too was discovered at the ball. <laughs> and Eric just goes, don't. And actually hits himself on the head with his yeah, own Yeah, so hand. like the Simpsons reference yeah. there too. But this is the second mm-hmm. episode in a row where they realized how how bad off they are because they're being compared to Minkus. <laughs> <laughs> this poor kid. I know, right? Yes. So uh, the Eric and Corey's parents show up and Corey explains that Eric spent $90 on a mall scam and Alan is about to lecture him and kind of freak out. And Amy stops him and brings him outside and she tells Alan she knows exactly what he's going to say and do. Alan says, no, you don't. And Amy explains that he was going to say, Eric, go back to that mall and I don't want to see you again until you get your money back. And, um, and Alan says, well, what was Eric going to say? Because <laughs> that was dead on. Mm-hmm. And Amy says, I don't know. He's more complex than you. And uh, Amy says they should trust Eric to learn from his own mistakes. And as they're outside deliberating, Eric comes out. And uh, he says, you shouldn't have let me manage my own money. I feel like a total jerk. I'm going back to the mall um, to get my money back. Thanks for not jumping on my case. And Amy looks at him like, aha, see, I told you so. And what she says is, that's okay, honey. I married you for your body and slaps him in the butt mm-hmm. um, as she walks back into the house. So we basically just jump into the next location, still kind of the same scene. But any comments so far before we get to the mall? So Alan's philosophy of not to trust kids, I I, I kind of get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, and it's going to be proven to be right. So, um, 
<laughs> so Eric's at the mall talking to Alexis, and you know he's basically calling her out for scamming him, and she says she has a job for him. And he's very skeptical and asks if he has to like buy a billboard that says he's an idiot for the job. And she says, no, but it pays 50 bucks. And if it goes well and they like you, next time I might be able to get you more. So she convinces him uh, to take the job by also, you know, complimenting his eyes or whatever, like his hazel eyes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and the scene ends there. Any comments before we move on to the living room? No, but like 50 bucks isn't that bad. And like, maybe it's not modeling, modeling, but it sounds like he can make money off of this and earn his money back at least. Yeah. And with what he's doing, what he ends up doing, there's no way it's more than a five hour shift. So Mm -hmm. for his age, you know, over $10 an hour, pretty good. Yeah. Just swimming butter. (laughs) But we'll uh, catch that. Yeah, we will. Um, Next scene, we're in the living room. And Corey is sitting like uh, cross-legged and he's reading the Navajo way. And uh, he, he asks his parents like what the, he says like, you know what the toughest thing about being married is? And Alan's response is being married. And Amy's in the background sewing. And Corey says, uh, no, you know, learning to be, you know, the husband that your wife wants you to be. And Amy <laughs> says to to alan you know were you gonna say something else he said (laughs) not for the last 18 years sweetheart and eric comes in and he explains that he's quitting his store job to be a model and gives back his dad's like uh, store's apron and leaves the room so alan doesn't do anything and lets him leave the room um and and amy's obviously disappointed in eric's decision and Alan is pretending to be calm. And he pulls up, up like a newspaper in front of his face and says, and he's not going to do anything about this. Just let Eric make his own mistakes. And Amy says, Alan, uh, I'm letting you out of your cage. And he just goes, thank you, and, and moves the paper and, and storms out. Um, so we, we fade out and fade back in. And Alan is uh, lecturing Eric. And uh, he says something to the effect of, you know, he'll let him make his own decisions like this after he's thoroughly thought it through. You know, if he thoroughly thinks it through, he will support him. And Eric does nothing but take a deep breath and says, I want to be a supermodel. And Alan does uh, another like face palm, just like Eric did earlier. Yeah, the dough. Two hands this time. <laughs> and he's trying to remain calm. And, uh, and Corey just says, that's it? <laughs> and Alan says, shut up. <laughs> like he kind of like snaps at Corey, you know, cause Alan explains that he's trying not to be that type of father, like overbearing or angry. Mm-hmm. And he's going to like let Eric make his own decisions and support him. So Eric runs off to go be a model. At least he thinks he is. And, uh, Corey tries to explain to his dad, you know, that Eric is making a huge mistake. And Alan says, it doesn't matter that you see it or that I see it only if Eric sees it. And Corey says, can I spend the night at Sean's? Alan says, it's a school night. And Corey says, but I don't see that, Dad. Only you see that. <laughs> and Alan just shakes his head no and says, can you see this? And uh, Corey says, that's a double standard. You know, how will he learn to be uh, you know, a father you know, with, uh, with that sort of double standard as an example? And Alan says, ask your wife. And yeah. that's it for our scene here. So now we're in the classroom. And... Uh, and Feeney explains that the older, cooler brother, which is Minkus in this scenario, 
as our four main characters are basically at the front of the room. He explains that the older, cooler brother wants a tattoo. So uh, Sean is actually acting like Minkus or Minkus's profile that he wrote, which is basically like, it seems like what everyone's doing is writing themselves <laughs> and saying, yeah, yeah it does. Me. I will yeah, say Sean and- was really convincing though. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean says, and I wrote this down. He says, he can't, he says, I can't fathom why any human being with full possession of his faculties would want to render himself permanently disfigured with what's called body art. And uh, he remarks that he was such a good geek that he scared himself. And Minkus says, listen, Pinhead, I'll do whatever I want. And he calls him a woodchuck faced nearsighted future IRS editor. (laughs) Sorry, future IRS auditor. And Feeney leans in to Minkus and reminds him and says, you know, after the bell, you're going to be back to your normal cells and it's survival of the fittest out there. (laughs) So Minkus offers Sean five bucks and Sean takes it and says, hey, talk some more. (laughs) (laughs) So so two things with that. Um, Mm -hmm. If they wrote themselves as the other person, wouldn't technically Minkus be calling himself a future IRS auditor? Oh, damn. Yeah, he (laughs) would. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? I mean, for Minkus, I believe it would be. Uh, yeah, maybe like a step below his potential. Yeah. <laughs> At least a step. Yeah. And then that's a good point. The other thing was Feeney lets Minkus pay Sean not to bully him. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, you're right. <laughs> like, in fact, he even prompted it. Like, you, you might want to throw him a few bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe Feeney gets a cut. He's in on it with Sean. (laughs) They're running a scam. (laughs) You're like, you beat up the kids. I'll prompt them. I'll prompt them to give you money. And when they pay you, I get a buck of it. So so Topanga then has uh, her input on this as the role that Corey wrote for her and says, you live under our roof, no tattoo. And Corey says something about you know, his body is his temple. And if he wants to worship his temple in his own way, you know, let him. And then he says, you are so bizarre <laughs> to Topanga. And, and she says, I decided um, without discussing with my spouse, because that's the kind of husband I know you'll be. Um, she says the tattoo will have to wait. And then Minkus reveals the surprise and rips open his shirt, which is kind of like a jumpsuit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like this full chest dragon tattoo. And Topanga says, like, you know, Stuart, that speaks to me. And and Corey says, hey, I thought we agreed no tattoo because that was part of the script because they're playing out the scenario. Yeah. And uh, Minka says he solved, you know, the family problem in his own way. And then pauses and says, actually, in Sean's way. And Sean says, you got a dark side. It speaks to me. And um, he gives him a kind of like a high five hand slide, you know, like the like the handshake hand slide. Yeah. And um, and uh, Minka says, let's not go overboard about the dark side because it's just a press on tattoo. And Corey says that Minka screwed up the assignment by breaking the rules. That's where Feeney corrects him and says, you know, actually, this is exactly what happens in real families, you know, and that the lesson is there's no model household. There's no model parents. And Topanga says the only way to judge a family is by how much love there is in the family. 
Feeney says family is a living, breathing thing, requires adjustment and change. You know, and real fathers don't have a script to follow like beavers. And this is pretty cool, this next couple lines here. Corey says, I guess it's easy to sound smart when you have the best writers in Hollywood writing everything you say. And Feeney says, I wouldn't know, and looks at the camera. <laughs> it's like a fourth wall break here. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're poking fun, like as the writers are making fun of themselves on the show, which I thought was pretty cool. So and that's the sort of thing that happens down the line. dangerous territory i always hate when on a tv show or in a movie they're like if this was a tv show or if this was a movie they would do this well it is a tv show so like yeah i know uh, i i hate like they they set themselves aside from what they're actually doing and try to make themselves seem real but i'm glad they didn't move in that direction i do like the fourth wall break um yeah minka said something in that family scenario that i thought was interesting when he said uh, it's my body and I'll do what I want with it. I feel like that was a little bit wordy and he could have shortened it down to my body, my choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. He kinda, uh, <laughs> it shows really cutting edge, Mark. <laughs> I know. 30 years ahead of their time, right? Right. All right so um, next scene, we're in the mall and Eric's there with two girls and I want to point this out and I can't emphasize this enough because we are going to see this over and over again, especially with season two and beyond, Mm -hmm. at least when they're in high school. Girls are morons in this show. (laughs) In this world of boy meets world, girls are freaking morons. They're gullible. Uh, they they will believe anything a guy says. They are only into looks. They're shallow. They're basically horrible people with the way the show is written. And there's like two exceptions. And those exceptions are Amy and Topanga. And we're getting just a small sniff of it here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's these two girls hanging on Eric's arm, one on each. And one of them is going to appear later. And she is going to be uh, in season, I want to say season four, um, is she's going to appear as Candy. Um, she is a, uh, she kind of follows the wrestling jocks and she becomes Corey's like, like uh, arm candy for the episode when he joins the wrestling team. I don't know if you remember any of this. I do remember that one. And I did yeah. look her up because she looked familiar and she was in three episodes she plays yep. uh, Tracy twice and then Candy once. Okay. I did not know she had a name in here, so that's good. And she's also uh, – she was a regular on the show California Dreams, which was on uh, one – I used to get home from school. It was a terrible, terrible show about a group of kids who used to sing, and it was just the worst music ever. All right. So, um, yeah, I looked her up, and she was on Baywatch as well. That's true. And yeah. she played three different characters while on Baywatch. She played Joni, hmm. Beth, like like short stints, and then finally she got her long, long arc with April spread like okay. all spread across eight seasons. But like three different yeah. characters in one show. Yeah, that's just insulting the audience at that point. I mean, but it's that's almost as bad as Spinelli. Oh, uh, <laughs> Leonard Spinelli. Leonard Spinelli. Uh, there's some big gaps there, and they disguise mm-hmm. him pretty well when he comes back. Uh, but yeah, you're you're dead on. So the two girls are hanging on his arm, and one says uh, they're with him because he's a model. 
And the other one says, and we're the babes that hang out with him, which is just so freaking stupid and ditzy. <laughs> even, even the dumbest girls you would ever run into in your life, like in high school, would never say that. And then the other one repeats again because he's a model. And it's not just these two. Remember this, because going forward, they're all morons. That's how they're written. <laughs> so uh, Jason says he's the sidekick of Eric. And uh, the scene kind of like transitions out and in. And now Eric is in uh, a lobster suit. and <laughs> He's in the front of the restaurant. So that's what this gig is. He is going to be a lobster. And uh, he tries to appeal to Alexis's sympathy by saying, you know, he's going to be gawked at. You know, and looked at like he's less than human. And she says, been there, done that, you know, welcome to modeling, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like a reflection of society and how she was treated as a real model, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, like flipping the script. Uh, so uh, Eric is hiding and he sees Corey and Sean. So he calls them over and Sean says, this might come as a shock, but you're a lobster too. <laughs> And uh, and Eric says that Jason and him invited two girls, but he needs Sean and Corey to get rid of them. And Sean says something like, oh, I hope they brought a side of slaw with them. Mm-hmm. And Eric grabs him by the neck, you know, with the, with the lobster claw <laughs> and says, you got to get rid of them. So Sean and Corey find the girls with Jason and uh, and Sean says, um, Eric's a little under the water. I mean, weather. And you hear like over the loudspeaker in the mall, is anyone hungry? And it's like an ad from Larry's Lobster Locker. And they're offering a free meal to anyone who can dunk Larry the Lobster into a pool of butter. <laughs> and uh, That's a lot of butter, girls. by the way. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm oh. hoping it's just yellow water for the sake of it. Not only because that's a ton of butter. <laughs> But right. for the costume and for Eric's sake. like Right. Yeah, dude, that'd be so nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's not worth the 50 bucks. I take back everything I said. <laughs> Can not you imagine it. him trying to climb out, though? Oh, yeah. He would never be able to get out. No. So these girls grab uh, Jason's arms. They're like, win us a lobster, like a couple of morons. And... Um, <laughs> and Morgan is there as well with Amy. And she points out that that's her brother, Eric, inside the tank. And uh, the girls just turn on Eric and tell Jason to dunk him. And Eric does a little like callback to what Jason had done earlier, where he says, yeah, we've been friends since we were three. Now, who are you going to listen to? And then Jason looks at the girls, and Eric just says, see ya, realizing he's obviously going to lose to the girls, mm-hmm. and Jason dunks him. So any other comments about that scene? No, I don't know how much I would want lobster from a mall restaurant, though. Like, Dude, gross. Yeah, no way. <laughs> it it no doesn't way. scream fresh to me. Like, No, and it's like one of those, like, it's like set up like the Chinese restaurants, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's just like, uh, I don't know what you call them, but it's just like <laughs> a row of restaurants, essentially. Yeah, that's not a place you would you would get that from. Just like if you're getting sushi from a place like that, you know it's not going to be good. Yeah, like, and plus, you're getting it at a mall. You're going to be walking around, all, like, afterwards. Like, do you really want to smell like shellfish walking around a mall? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or like a big tub of butter. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, next scene, we're in the kitchen. 
and Eric is sucking up to his dad. Wait, I, I do want to mention one more thing. How was yeah, the whole don't. family there? That's <laughs> <laughs> just coincidence. I, I don't know, man. Like malls are. Do you ever go to the mall and run into your parents? But... <laughs> like... mm, okay, so she probably took Corey and Sean, right? That's safe to. She assume, probably I took guess. them there, and then she walks off with, with Morgan to do other stuff. So. Yeah, the fact that Eric's there already is, yeah, I guess it's kind of believable. Okay, we'll go if with that. If he's driving, but only if he's driving. I mean, maybe it's a family trip to the mall, but I don't know. Okay. But you're right. You're right. I mean, it is obviously awfully coincidental to make this show work. Mm-hmm. So, so Eric is sucking up to his dad uh, in the kitchen, and he's pretending to be like the perfect employee, uh, and he's pretending that he's like serving all these customers um, at the store. And, uh, and Alan wants to know if Eric is asking for his job back. And Alan says, you know, he already hired someone else. He can't just fire someone because Eric wants to come back now. And Eric just, Eric tries to like appeal to his uh, sympathy and, and says, you know, when I was little, um, and in Monopoly landed on your hotel, you know, you would give me a misroll, you know, and he explains, you know, I misrolled here in life. And Alan says, well, that's when you were little, um, you know, and now you're not. And Eric's, you know, Eric pleads to get his job back. Alan says no, you know, but he can have the weekend night shift. And Eric says, my old job? He's like, all right, I'll, I'll take it, you know, and goodbye Saturday nights. And Corey's in the kitchen as well. And he says, what's the difference? After those girls tell all the others about your secret life as a lobster, will you ever date again? Um... And yeah, that's that's when Eric actually finally mm-hmm. says, I'll take the job. So uh, Corey says uh, Alan is a good father, you know, as he's he claims to have learned, you know, through his experience of uh, becoming a father through their their school project. And it says kids sometimes do stupid things like become a lobster or get a tattoo, you know, but but family is a living, breathing thing. And, uh, um. You know, Alan didn't let that throw him, like those scenarios. And Alan goes, wait, did you get a tattoo? And Corey just says, what? And Alan like, starts like tickling him playfully to try to you know check his body for a tattoo yeah. as the scene ends here. And he says, if you got a tattoo, you aren't going to be a living, breathing thing as we fade out before our final scene. Any comments? Um, no, but I, I will say, like, as far as this episode goes, is like first season, like this had some of the more memorable scenes for me. Like thinking back about the show, like I remembered Eric as a lobster. I remembered mm. the scene with Minkus and the tattoo. So one of the like more some of the more memorable scenes occurred in this episode. Yeah, I, I for me, um, I remembered, I remember the lobster thing, but not much else. I didn't think we were going to see Jason this early. For some reason, I thought we didn't see him until season two. So okay. it, it didn't, so it didn't stick with me as well. In our uh, our final scene, like basically post credits, uh, Corey is impo- is Corey's at the mall and he's posing in front of Alexis, who's like looking down and writing something, and it's basically ignoring him. And uh, you know he wants to know if Alexis wants to offer him a modeling gig, and she says she's not interested. And Corey says, how come you're not interested? And Alexis says, do you have $90? <laughs> and he just says, see ya. Um, just like uh, Jason and Eric had done previously. And that's it. So, so she basically admits it's a scam right in front of Corey. 
So that just reminded me of something that I wanted to mention from like the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're watching Leave It to Beaver, mm-hmm. can you imagine if they were watching The Wonder Years instead? Oh, that would be so cool <laughs> to see uh, Fred Savage, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if that was an ABC property, and it was probably really recent at that point, too. So it, yeah. it wouldn't have hammered home the um, like the model family as much as they wanted to. But it would have yeah. been another one of those fourth wall breaks that they that they hit with the Hollywood writers. Yeah. So, you know, um, d- speaking of Fred Savage, uh, we know he's going to be in an episode later. Yeah, right? as a professor. He does, as a professor, and he does kind of like what I would call like an out of character or definitely not typecasted because he seems just like a nice, friendly guy. Mm-hmm. And he was in like another sitcom that I can't think of the name of right now. That was quite funny, like as an adult. But in that episode of Boy Meets World, he's a creepy professor who hits on Topanga. Yeah. Right. Um, the funny thing is, you know, he got in trouble, you know, for, uh, for, for sexual harassment allegations um, like, or like apparently like what they call like uh, allegations of inappropriate conduct. Now that was like a, a newer story, like in the past year, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's funny cause it seems so out of character in the show, although he did a good job with it and it ends up being kind of real. Yeah. And even um, they were going to do a wonder years reboot and they dropped him from it. Huh? Fred Savage. Yeah. I did not know that. This story's only like two months old. Uh, Pretty darn current. So I have to look into it more. It obviously, you know, you could be guilty by public opinion. and um, That's true. And then word spreads and you're guilty. Yeah, just like I'm doing now, right? Like I I need to look into the facts and see what the allegations were or whatever. But um, the truth is once someone speaks up about anything, you're at risk of, you know, like let's just make this go away. Like, look, Fred, even if you didn't do anything wrong, you got to go away. Um, but it is weird, you know, if it ends up being true or if they never even reveal it was true, whatever, almost like a strange foreshadowing mm-hmm. of, of inappropriate conduct. So, but Hey, um, in the last couple of years, this sort of thing has been running rampant. Yeah. And it, it's a good thing. More people are coming out and saying things rather than just leaving it at status quo. But at the same time, you, you get the flip side of that where, public opinion is formed prior to all the facts coming out. Exactly. Any other uh, final thoughts on this episode, Mark? No, but I did enjoy this one. I did too. It was fun. I'm especially happy to see Jason and I don't recall how many he's in in the season, but I can't wait to see him again. Yeah. I I do like his character and the name of his character definitely fits him. (laughs) I wonder where they came up with it. <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> Must be those Hollywood writers. Right. Um, now, I don't know if they actually use his name in this episode. And that might have been one of the ways it came up. Like they were just using him in the show, not giving him a name. And eventually they're just like, yeah, whatever. His name's Jason. Yeah. I don't really recall them using it. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you as always uh, for joining me. And I will see you for the next episode. Sounds good.